Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I am not Carter Baum. I'm Eric Lear, doing my best to fill in for Carter this week. Joined by Chris Cook. We're coming to you from sunny Southern California. So, Chris, I say we make this a quick one. Maybe head out to the beach after this. In and out, the beach, and then, uh, yeah. Hang out for a little bit in sunny L.A. Well, good. That's all the time. No, I'm just Yeah, right. Uh, we do have a lot to get to on the show and some big news today from Southern California. Uh, Jeremy Colleton announcing that Kirby Doc will be staying with the Blackhawks long term. We'll discuss that. We'll catch up with him later in the show, and we'll look back at the first game of this four-game road trip. All that and more coming up on Blackhawks Insider, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. Hey, it's Adam Burrish. On the road to the top, it's all about drive. The all-new Chevy Blazer's got some serious game with available driver control mode. Shift from touring to all-wheel drive to sport to tow and haul. This ride is built for Chicago weather. Yeah, on and off the ice. Turn your Blazer into a mobile hotspot with available 4G LTE Wi-Fi, keeping you connected 24-7. Check out the all-new Chevy Blazer at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Drive. It's how you get where you're going. First off, Chris, let's chat about that Nashville game. Tough loss to the Predators, but if there are some positives to search for, Robin Leonard would be one. Frankly, there weren't a whole lot of positives there. But, uh, yeah, Robin Leonard, if not for the play of the veteran goaltender, that game probably could have been 7 or 8 to nothing. And that's, you know, Jonathan Taves, I think he said it could have been 10 to nothing. He was that good. And the Blackhawks are just outclassed. I think that's more of a concern really going forward. Uh, Jeremy Carlton was not all that thrilled with the effort. Uh, the energy level was not where they wanted it to be. Jonathan Taves said afterward, he said, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It wasn't our game. We didn't play the way we want to. He put it upon himself saying, I need to be better. And the guys who have been around this locker room for the longest time have been the stars of the team. They need to be better. So we'll see how they respond. But, uh, yeah, that was a game, a very tough one. And, again, you point out Robin Leonard was really good. I thought he kept them in that game um, throughout the game and, and certainly should have been a lot worse. And one of those veterans you mentioned, uh, Brent Seabrook, he was scratching that mm-hmm. game his second in a row. Dennis Gilbert jumped in. He was throwing his body around quite a bit out there, had a couple really big hits. But it has to be a tough situation for Seabrook, a guy that's meant so much to this franchise for so long. Absolutely. You know, and as you know, he's one of the, if not the biggest leaders in that room. You got Jonathan Taves, but the most vocal is probably Brent Seabrook, a guy a teammates respect. Uh, he's been through the battles. He's won three Stanley Cups. He goes to bat for his teammates. Uh, a very difficult situation because he wants to play and he believes he can play at a top level and stay in, uh, you know, and be one of the top pairing. Whether that remains, remains to be seen, but right now, Jeremy Compton wants to win hockey games. He said the best way to do that is to have Brent Seabrook out of the lineup. You touched on uh, Jonathan Taves, what he said after the game a, a little bit there, and uh, we were in that scrum together, and you, you asked him about morale. What's the team morale uh, like after a game like that? And I thought he had a really great response. Yeah, he did. He said, hey, it's a good group. You know, he said, uh, yeah, we're struggling right now, but everybody seems to like each other. They get along, which is a big deal. Uh, it's a team that's pretty close-knit. Uh, you go all the way up and down the lineup, get some young guys, get some veterans, but they do seem to get along. Now they just got to trans- uh, transplant that and put it on the ice, and that's been the biggest difficulty. But so far, the team seems like they're still together, which is I think is very important, and it's just you need a win or two here to get the confidence up. So we move on from Nashville now to L.A., a team that the Blackhawks had uh, at the United Center not too long ago, played pretty well against, got a nice victory, so hopefully the Blackhawks can do that again, uh, get a victory against the Kings and turn things around here after a tough one in Nashville. They certainly need a victory, and uh, they proved that they can beat the Kings. That was arguably their, their best effort of the season when they when L.A. was in town in Chicago. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a team that uh, is struggling on its own to find its own identity, so the Blackhawks really can take advantage of that. 
Uh, Blackhawks need a victory here. They, they've got a team that uh, is, they believe they've played better than the record shows. They should be nearer 500, in my opinion. But, you know, that doesn't translate into points. So that's what they need to do. They need to win, and they need to play up to the level they think they can, and they need to close out these games. You've got to get uh, four lines rolling. You've got the defensive pairings going, and the goaltending's been fine. I think Corey Crawford was fine when he, he was in there. And Robin Leonard arguably has been among the NHL's best goaltenders when he's played. So let's move on to the big news, Kirby Doc. And before we get to the sit-down interview I had with him, Chris, I want to get your kind of gauge your interest or gauge what you've seen on Kirby so far. Just overall, what's impressed you the most out of uh, what we've seen in just a short amount of time so far at the NHL level? He doesn't play like an 18-year-old. You, you see him in there, he's just playing in his first couple of games in the NHL. He's coming off an injury where he missed much of training camp, and we saw him go down in that prospects tournament with a concussion. So he's trying to fight his way back there. But when he's in there, he's impressed me. And one thing I wrote the other day, his speed is uh, is surprising. I, when he he gets the puck and he shoots in the neutral zone. You know, he's blowing past defenders. I think it's a key right there. He's got very high hockey IQ, which I think is very unusual for an 18-year-old player. Great reach with his stick, and he's not afraid to battle a little bit. So I think, you know, once he gets some confidence under him, once he gets some more points here and kind of learns the nuances of the game, he could be very special. I think he's looked really sharp with the puck on his stick, too. Yeah, he he's has. made a couple great plays in traffic, uh, toe-dragging, and just really looks confident when he's got the puck on his stick, which you like to see from a centerman. Yeah, a centerman who's 18 years old, certainly. Yeah, he's a guy who can play both 200 feet, too, which is very important. You've got to do that in any system, but particularly for the Blackhawks. But I talked to him, but he likes to use that speed to come back, you know, uh, retrieve the puck, race through the neutral zone, it kind of takes the pressure off the Blackhawks' D, and then he can, as you mentioned, he's got some great vision. He can find his uh, teammates, uh, he's a guy to me who can stand in front of the goal too as well. He's got that big body with six four, and he's got to fill out a little bit. I think Jeremy Carlton mentioned that today, saying, you know, he's he's going to play a lot here. He may not play every game, but he needs to bulk up a little bit more. And Kirby said the same thing. When you watched him throughout these first six games, did you have a feeling he would stay? Were you up and down? Were you, were you confident on it? You know, I as confident as I could be, only because he's been one of the best forwards on the team. Um, you know, it's it'd be easy to say, yeah, he's got some growing pains, and let's go get him some experience there, but. He fits in. I mean, he's an NHL player. He's got the NHL body. He's getting there as far as filling up. But as far as height and as far as his stride and his shot and his decision-making, that to me has kind of transcended his age and his experience level. So I had a feeling he would stay, but, you know, when you start getting into contract issues and, and everything else, you wonder what's going to happen. So I think it's the right decision for the Blackhawks. He's going to be in town. They're going to be able to mold him to the player they want him to be. When he goes up to Saskatoon, you never know what's going to happen. You'll never, you know, you're not watching very often. So they're going to be able to mold him the way they want. He's going to get the experience. You can ease him in and out of the lineup when he needs to be. He can get to know his teammates, and he can really learn how they play the NHL to the level. You're working on a, a longer-form piece on him for Blackhawks.com? I am. You know, he's been rooming with Brent Seabrook, which I think has been very interesting. So Brent has kind of taken him in under, under his wing, and Kirby said he really likes uh, – uh, that Seabrook went out of his way to welcome him in there. And it's, uh, it's going to be a fun story because Brent was telling me all about he's got you know, his wife, Dana's there. He's got three young children, three dogs, and now he's got Kirby Doc living in his basement. So I look forward to that. Um, a fun piece, but also a piece that indicates that Brent Seabrook, even though he's not playing, is still making an impact on this team. Sounds like a Netflix show or something. Exactly. That's what I said, Kirby and the Seabrooks, yes. <laughs> Without any more delay, here's my chat with Kirby Doc. Kirby, can you take us through what the conversation was like and when you found out that you would be staying here with the Blackhawks? Yeah, um, kind of just eating pregame meal uh, before the game in Nashville and sitting down and going back up to the room with uh, my roommate Alex Nylander and Stan and Jeremy kind of pulled me aside and asked if I had a quick minute and uh, obviously kind of knew the decision was coming down uh, sooner than later and uh, talk could have went one or two ways. Obviously, I was kind of hoping the, for the way it went and it was a good feeling. I mean, it was a dream of mine and a goal of mine to, to be here this season. So uh, I'm thrilled to be here and I know I got a lot more to prove and a lot more to give. So I got to kind of keep going upwards. 
You seem like a pretty mellow, reserved guy. Was there excitement at that point? Are you calling friends and family, or what are you doing after you find that out? Uh, I mean, it's it's on a game day, so it's kind of difficult that way. But at the same time, you're you're texting uh, close friends and your parents and letting them know kind of the good news and telling them to kind of keep it quiet for a little bit and and make sure that uh, uh, it's announced before we we have a celebration. But um, obviously, that my ha- my family's super proud of me and uh, I can't thank them enough for everything they've done for me. Was it tough not to be focused on this at all during that first six games, knowing nine's kind of that magic number? Was it hard to, to kind of put that in the back of your mind and just focus on playing? Yeah, um, obviously for me, it was more of a pressure on it of trying to make it past the nine games and at least play that 10th that game and uh, just to kind of be here and prove that I belong here. But at the same time, it's a day-to-day focus and not really worrying about if I'm coming to the rink and, or if I'm going home on a flight the next day. So... I was more so focused on being here more than anything else. So your NHL debut came on United Center Ice uh, in the starting lineup that day. Your name gets announced, and the crowd just went wild at the United Center. What was that moment like for you to to receive such a warm welcome by Chicago fans? Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, uh, the city's been awesome in welcoming me in, and the guys have been uh, just great and kind of helped me learn the city and uh, the places to go and uh, how just how beautiful the city is and especially that that river valley and how awesome that that area is and michigan avenue and there's so much things to do here it's a it's a little bit different than living in a small town which i'm used to but uh, it's been good and i've enjoyed everything about it so your first face-off comes against nicholas backstrom patrick kane's on your wing alex ovechkin's on the ice you had to be freaking out just a little bit right yeah obviously it's kind of uh your typical welcome to the nhl moment uh Look, uh, look over to my right, and I got uh, Kaner over there and sitting on my side. And then across from him is Ovechkin, and one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. And his setup man is in front of me in Backstrom. And uh, it was a kind of a surreal feeling, but at the same time, uh, it was awesome. You mentioned Kane, Taves, uh, uh, Keith Seabrook, those guys in, in your locker room. How valuable is that for you to have Hall of Fame caliber guys on, on your side of that locker room to kind of get that background from? It's been awesome uh, for me to kind of learn from those guys in the core group they've had here that has won them three Stanley Cups in, in six years. So for me, I'm coming in here and trying to be a sponge and soak up as, as much information as I can from these guys. And uh, especially on the road, we're, we're a little bit closer and tight-knit group uh, than we're at home because the guys got different lives when they're at home, uh, whether they got wives and kids or they got things going on. But on the road, it's kind of we're all together and it's good for uh, not only me, but uh, every other young guy to see what it's like uh, to be an everyday pro. So looking back a bit over the past five months has been kind of crazy for you. You got the draft in Vancouver, then it was the World Junior Showcase, the Blackhawks Convention Development Camp. I think it was then on to Traverse City for the rookie camp, then back to Chicago for the for training camp. Have you been able to decompress, take a deep breath at all as you've started your NHL career now? Yeah, obviously this year's kind of been a whirlwind experience and I don't think I've really had a month to stop and think about it or, or even a week, if, if that. So uh, it's good, though. I mean, I enjoy the busyness of, of the hockey season and look forward to getting out there on the ice all the time. And uh, it's something I've wanted to do since I've been little. And um, I'm thrilled to get the opportunity to be a Blackhawk for the year and want to prove to not only myself but the management group and the team that uh, I can be a factor in helping them win. The Blackhawks TV cameras followed you around for a little while too for on the clock. Did we wear you wear you out at all with all the attention right off the bat? No, it was good. I mean, uh, I've kind of gotten used to that stuff over the years. I mean, with social media and the media presence being so much bigger than it was 10, 15 years ago, it's 
uh, you can use it as a tool to get across the right message. So I take every opportunity I can to kind of speak uh, who I am and, and make sure that my message is clear. So one final question for you, looking ahead kind of long term, you're young right now, 18 years old, six games into your, your NHL career. As you look forward, what, what do you hope to accomplish uh, in your time as an NHL player? I think uh, for myself, it's just trying to get better each and every day and, and be the best player I can be at all times. Um, I know how good I can be. Uh, it's the willingness and the compete inside of me that that's going to drive me to, to get to that next level. And with guys like Kaner and Taser and as forwards, I can kind of look up to and uh, the guys like Dunks and, and Siebs on the back end and just how long of pro careers they've had and uh, just the kind of health side of things and how well they take care of their bodies away from the rink. It, it's good for me to learn from those guys, and if I can have half of the career those guys had, it's, uh, it's been a great time. Dropped it to Strom. Oli Mata's in deep. Again, a, looks like a poke check from Fleury. Here's a long great shot. Can they score? Kirby Dock with his first NHL goal. That was a tough chance with what looked to be a puck up off the ice, and the 18-year-old kid takes his team to the lead. That'll do it for this week's episode. A big thanks to Kirby Doc for taking the time to sit down and chat. For Chris Cook, I'm Eric Lear. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. <laughs>